Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now, if doubts come, what are you going to do with them? The Bible said, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. When you resist doubt, you're resisting the devil. Amen. So just simply speak to it. Say, doubt, I resist you. I refuse to doubt. You don't have to doubt. Amen. I said, you don't have to. Somebody said, oh, I just can't help it. Yes, you can. You can if you're a child of God. You can if you've been born again. I mean, not even filled with the Holy Ghost, just born again. Because, see, the man on the inside's a new creature. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue with more from the message series by Kenneth E. Hagan, What to Do When Faith Seems Weak and Victory Lost. Stay tuned. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this week's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Well, we want to continue along the line that we've been talking. We're speaking to you on 10 necessary steps to follow when faith seems weak and victory seems lost. People are always coming to the place that said, well, I don't know what to do now. Well, I'm glad God's Word tells us. One uh, thing is, just act like the Word of God is true. You know, I pastored nearly 12 years. Churches have the same kind of problems that families have because a church is a family. It's made up of families. Sometimes at a board meeting because of certain problems, church will have just like a family will have. Sometimes financial problems. Sometimes discipline problems. And right on down the line, any problems that a family could have. And I'm set there sometime because I don't, uh, as a usual thing, and used to, even less talk very much. The less you talk, the less you say, the less you have to repent of. <laughs> you might as well say amen. amen. So I sat there and listened to the board, you know, church board, discuss the problem, you know. And the more you talk about things, the bigger they get. Amen. Till finally one of the brethren looked over at me more than once. This has happened and said, you know, just almost overwhelmed, said, my God, Brother Hagin, what in the world are we going to do? And I just smiled and said, we're just going to act like the Bible is so. We're just going to act like the Bible's true. Well, you know, every board member just sighed a sigh release. You know it is, isn't it? They'd forgotten that the Bible's true. And acting like they're going to solve the problem. Well, no, God's word's true. Thank God it is, isn't it? You know, that'll solve a lot of problems for you if you'll just act like the Word of God is true. That's all. Just act like it's true. Of these ten steps, number one is recognize the source of the opposition as being Satan. Recognize the source of the opposition as being Satan. And number two, be sure that the promises of God are the Scriptures. Cover the things that you have asked for or whatever it is that you're believing for. 
Faith is based on what God said, God's word. You get out beyond God's word, you don't have any foundation for faith. So be sure that the promises of God are that the scriptures covers the things that you are, have asked for and are believing for. Then number three, be sure that you are not living in sin. The Bible said if our hearts condemn us, if you're living in sin, your heart will condemn you. And if our hearts condemn us, if our hearts condemn us not, then we have confidence for God. And so if you take the negative side of the verse, if our hearts do condemn us, we don't have confidence. Well, I know that and you know that. No, he's telling you that. Because I've come sometimes and had to do some repenting first, haven't you? Because my heart condemned me. And then it worked. Now then number four, be sure that no doubt or unbelief is permitted in your life concerning the promises of God. Now see, we're, we're assuming that you've already taken step number two and that you've uh, found the scriptures, so to speak, that promise you the things that you are praying about or believing for. And so therefore, be sure that no doubt or unbelief is permitted in your life concerning the promises of God. Now, if doubts come, what are you going to do with them? The Bible said, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. When you resist doubt, you're resisting the devil. Amen. Amen. So just simply speak to it. Say, doubt, I resist you. I refuse to doubt. You don't have to doubt. Amen. Amen. I said, you don't have to. Somebody said, oh, I just can't help it. Yes, you can. You can if you're a child of God. You can if you've been born again. I mean, not even filled with the Holy Ghost, just born again. Because, see, the man on the inside is a new creature. With the life and the nature of God. And see, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Well, the man that's become a new creature isn't the outward man, the body, you know, and you're born again. If you've got brown eyes, you still got brown eyes. But the man on the inside has become a new man. And you don't have to doubt. You can keep from it. Now, I don't know about some people. I don't know. I, 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 just, I just never have had the problem that some people have. And I was saved on the bed of affliction at 16 years of age. And, and then as a teenager, I live for the Lord. And I just never had the problems that other teenagers had. I mean, the world didn't have any attraction to me and for me as a 17-year-old. But I tell you, I think one thing that made the difference was that I got into the Word of God on the bed of sickness. I was bed fast for 16 months, and for the first six months, I couldn't read much. I couldn't see. I couldn't, I was, because of paralysis, I couldn't handle the Bible. But after about six months, I got to where I could read as much as an hour at a time. And then after another month or two, I could read just about all I wanted to. And I got into the Bible, and I just believed what I read there. Never doubted it for a moment. If the Bible said I could do something, I knew I could do it. God wouldn't tell me to do something I can't do. He'd be unjust if he did, and he's not unjust. Are you listening to me? And yet I've had people everywhere I pastored as I said nearly 12 years and been in the ministry for 43 years altogether and people everywhere come in a whine and I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do this. Well, you really ought to throw the word can't away. 
I just don't hardly like to hear people use the word can't. Because you can do anything the Bible said you can do. If I read in the Bible where the Bible said believe, I believe I can believe. I can do what God's word tells me to do. I'm capable, if I'm in my right mind, of doing what God's word said do. And you are too. No, I'll tell you the real truth about it. I don't want to be mean about it. But a lot of times people are looking for an easy way out. A lot of times people are spiritual lazy bones. Spiritual hitchhikers. They want to hitchhike a ride with you. They want you to carry them. Well, now, as long as people are just really bona fide babies, you can carry them. The Bible teaches us that there's a similarity between physical growth and spiritual growth. You know, as well as I know, nobody's born a full-grown human. They're born babies and they grow up. And nobody's born a full-grown Christian. The Bible said as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And right at first, when you're first born again, when you're first child of God, you are a baby and God will permit others to carry you. But the mistake that we made in the church world is to keep people babies. And leave the impression with them that you can carry them all their life and you can't carry them all their life. One question that was asked me more than any other one question, eight times out of ten when I'd open it up for questions and answers and I, I used to hold long meetings. I'd never go anywhere in less than three weeks. I'd hold meetings in churches, you see. And I'd never accept an invitation in less than three weeks and I'd say three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and even nine weeks in one spot teaching every day and preaching every night. And then when I'd get towards the end of the meeting, I'd just tell everybody, hold your questions now because I was teaching on faith in the daytime, you see. And when we get towards the end of the meeting, well, then if it takes a week, we'll just take a whole week to answer questions every morning, you see. And you know, the majority of the time when I got to the end of the time, they said, well, you've already answered all of our questions. But then, those questions that were answered wouldn't make a bit of difference in the world, whether it's in California or New York, whether it's in Florida or Washington State, whether it's down here in Texas or up in Minnesota, whether it's in the United States or over in Canada, this one question was asked eight times out of ten. But again, when I first got saved, every time they prayed for me, I got healed. And now then I don't ever get healed. Sometimes the same people praying. Why? Well, that's very simple. When you first got saved, you was a baby, and God allowed somebody to carry you, but now you're not a baby anymore, and he won't let anybody carry you. He said, put that big kid down, let him walk. <laughs> I don't count me down. I just caught some preaching real good. Just put that big kid down and let him walk. And you didn't want to walk. You still wanted to be a baby. You still wanted to be carried. You know, it'd make just as much sense for you not ever, never have a stitch or a rag of clothes of your own, just always depend on wearing somebody else's clothes. You wouldn't think about that. But it'd make just as much sense to do that as it would be never have any faith of your own or any prayer life. You don't just depend on somebody else's faith and somebody else's prayer to carry you. Come on now. No, you see, uh, if we're out anything ourselves, if we, if we have to put forth any effort ourselves, we, we're just not much in favor of that. We want somebody else to do it for us. But no, the Bible teaches us personal responsibility. 
Well, I just always believed that I could do what the Bible said do. If the Bible said believe, I believe I could believe. If the Bible said repent, I believed I could repent. I don't believe God's unjust, do you? I believe I'm capable of doing what He asked me to do. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month, we're offering the paperback book by Kenneth E. Hagan, What to Do When Faith Seems Weak and Victory Lost. Plus, the book by Ken Hagan, You Can Make It, and CD message, Walking with God by Ken Hagan. All three tremendous resources are yours for just $14.95. That's $8.95 off the regular price. Call now to get this very special offer, 1-888-FAITH-99. Strengthen your faith and grow. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Start your new year off right. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. We have opened a satellite church That's over right. in the Oklahoma City area. Yes. Actually, we, we're temporarily located in the uh, Walnut Creek Chapel. It's a wedding chapel that uh -huh. we're using uh, to meet on. And it's at uh, 7840 Northwest 122nd Street uh, in Oklahoma City. And it's at Sunday night at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. That's 6 right. 6 p.m. Or you can go to Rainbow Bible Church, uh, OKC.com and find out more information. Yeah. So, uh, hey, we want to invite you, if you're in that area, come on out and We're see us. We're excited about We're the church. We're excited about the church. It's yes. good. Uh, you'll enjoy it. Come on out and be with us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue to strengthen our faith with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, What to Do When Faith Seems Weak and Victory Lost. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.